Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm exploring the feel-good chemicals in our bodies. These are chemicals in our bodies that are responsible for creating positive emotions and sensations. And these neurotransmitters are chemicals that are, they're transmitted signals that go between nerve cells in our brain and body. And these are already in us. We don't have to take these. We don't need to take them. We have them already in our body and they help us to feel good in different ways. Let's just take a quick look at like dopamine is nicknamed the reward chemical, serotonin, the mood stabilizer, endorphin, the painkiller, oxytocin, the love hormone. And so these are in us and they make us feel these things. So let's talk a little bit about each one. And then let's talk about ways that we can actually increase these feel-good chemicals in our body. Because we may be doing things that are causing us to not have enough of them. You know what I'm saying? So we want to see what we can do to feel a little bit more of them if needed. So let's look first at dopamine. This is the neurotransmitter that's associated with pleasure, with reward and motivation. And it's nicknamed the reward chemical or the pleasure chemical because it's released when we experience something enjoyable, such as eating food, completing a task, celebrating a win, and doing self-care activities. Now, the next one is serotonin. And this neurotransmitter is involved in regulating mood, appetite, and sleep. And it's often referred to as the mood stabilizer or the happiness chemical because it contributes to feelings of well-being and contentment. And we get that feeling, we increase that often when we are doing things that make us feel like we're stabilized and content, such as meditating or out running. It stabilizes our mood. Now let's move on to the endorphins. These are neurotransmitters that are released in response to pain or stress. And they're often called the painkiller or the natural painkiller because they help to reduce pain and create a sense of euphoria. Now, often people get hooked on this feeling and that's easy to come by if you are a long distance runner. You can really initiate that feeling in yourself. And these 
endorphins are also released during more gentle exercise, and some people notice them through their regular walking routine or other activities that require physical exertion. It depends where you're at on the physical exertion continuum. Now let's talk briefly about oxytocin. This hormone is called the love hormone, and it's nicknamed that because it's released during social bonding activities, such as hugging, cuddling, sex. It also plays a role in childbirth and breastfeeding. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, and Dr. Doug Lyle was saying, well, yeah, oxytocin, it makes you feel more cuddly and huggy, but you know, it's not like people are going around and squirting oxytocin up their nose to feel more cuddly or like they want to hug. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Yes, they are, or they were. I must have been in an experiment or something. But when I had my first child, I was given oxytocin nasal spray after birth. Now, they may have been giving this to people, to mothers, so that they could bond better with their children. So I remember using it, and it does also play a a role in the breastfeeding because it helps the milk to let down easier. So maybe they were giving it to us for that reason, for whatever reason. I remember they just brought it around the first couple of days, but I thought it was funny to hear Dr. Lyle say that on his podcast. Well, no one's going around squirting up oxytocin, but there are other ways to get it. And actually just having a child giving birth to a child releases tons of oxytocin and breastfeeding your baby releases tons of oxytocin. So does hugging, cuddling, and laughing can actually help you with that too, but that can help you with all your feel-good chemicals. So anyway, before I get to that, I just had to share that little story of my experience with oxytocin in the form of a nasal spray. So overall, these feel-good chemicals help to create positive emotions and sensations in our lives, and they play a crucial role in our overall well-being and happiness. So let's look at some ways how we can increase these particular feel-good chemicals. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Let's look at dopamine first. There are several healthy ways that we can increase dopamine levels in the body. Exercise is one of them. Now you will hear me mention the same things over and over again. I want you to pay attention to that because our body doesn't work like, oh, So we need to do one thing to increase our dopamine and we need to do another different, completely different thing to increase our endorphins. I want you to pay attention. I'm going to mention the same things over and over again. So here we are with dopamine. Exercise is number one. It will increase dopamine levels in the brain. And it does not have to be high-intensity exercise. Even moderate physical activity can help. And the second thing here is for dopamine, eating a healthy diet. And this is a diet rich in nutrients. All of the nutrients can help to increase your dopamine levels. Foods that are high in tyrosine, such as almonds, avocados, bananas, beans, Eggs and fish can also help to increase our dopamine. And listening to music. So listening to music that you enjoy can increase your dopamine levels. And music that creates a positive emotional response for you is most effective. And that's where it's going to be different for all of us, right? Because we all have a different emotional response to music. The next thing is meditation. Meditation has shown to increase dopamine levels in the brain and practicing mindfulness, deep breathing exercises, or other relaxation techniques can also help. Setting goals can help you with dopamine. Achieving goals, no matter how small, can help increase your dopamine levels in your brain. And this is why I think it's important for us to celebrate little wins. This is important. We get little hits of dopamine, which keeps us motivated and keeps us moving forward on our path. And getting enough sleep. You know, this is something that we mention everything is talking about getting enough sleep. And this is good and important for our overall health, but it also helps us to increase dopamine levels. And again, we're aiming for our best night of sleep. And if we don't get it, we don't need to be afraid of it. You will eventually get a good night's sleep. It's important to note that dopamine is a complex neurotransmitter and there is no single activity or food that will increase dopamine levels in everyone. This goes true with everything I'm going to talk about today. Additionally, some dopamine boosting activities 
such as drugs or alcohol, can be harmful and should be avoided. It's always best, again, to talk to your healthcare professionals before making any significant changes in any medications or lifestyle changes that you are going to make. Check with your physician if you are using prescription medications. So, Let's talk about serotonin real quick. I'll probably go a little briefer here. There are several healthy ways that you can increase serotonin in the body. And this includes getting enough sunlight. Sunlight triggers the production of serotonin in your body. So spending time outside in the sun for 10 to 15 minutes a day can help to increase serotonin levels. And I would like to add Getting that earlier in the day will also help you with your melatonin levels later in the evening. And I won't go off on that. You can listen to other episodes about sleep. Exercise, just like we talked about with dopamine, exercise, moderate physical exercise, such as brisk walking or yoga can be helpful. Eating a healthy diet, like we mentioned earlier. Practicing relaxation techniques is helpful with serotonin. Deep breathing, meditation, and yoga, because these can help to reduce the stress levels, which in turn increases serotonin production. So you can see where your stress levels, if they are high, your serotonin production is probably going to be much lower. Reducing our stress is so important, and that will actually help us to produce more serotonin and have more of that beautiful mood stabilizer naturally occurring in our bodies. Next is connecting with others, spending time with friends or family, and participating in social activities can increase your serotonin levels, as can getting enough sleep as I mentioned before. Let's move on now to the endorphins. There are several ways that you can increase endorphins in your body. And exercise has been shown to increase endorphins as well as dopamine and serotonin. And it doesn't have to be high intensity again. Even moderate physical activity can help. Now, with endorphins, laughter is a big one here. That can help with the oxytocin too, but really helpful with the endorphins. Laughter can increase endorphin levels in the body. Watch a funny movie, read a funny book, or spend time with friends who make you laugh. My favorite one is to laugh at yourself. We do plenty of things throughout the day that we can either give ourselves a lashing about, or we can give ourselves a good laugh about. So find some humor in your own foibles and make it a double win. Another thing for endorphins is eating dark chocolate. Dark chocolate contains compounds that help increase endorphin levels. Chocolate can be good for you, but it can also be a problem in that it contains theobromine and caffeine. So eating dark chocolate may increase your endorphin levels, but if you are anxious, I would actually steer clear of the dark chocolate as long as you're needing to stay away from caffeine, which can 
increase things you don't want, including heart rate. And the theobromine can also increase heart rate and palpitations in sensitive people. So as much as it is included in all of my lists about endorphins, I would like those of you who are struggling with anxiety and avoiding caffeine to also avoid the dark chocolate. So what can you do instead? Let's listen to music. Listening to music that you enjoy can increase your endorphin levels. Music that creates a positive emotional response is most effective. And again, that is going to be personal depending on what you like for a positive emotional response in your music. The next thing is deep breathing. Practicing deep breathing exercises can reduce the stress levels, which will in turn increase the endorphin levels. Now, by deep breathing, for you, I am talking about relaxing your belly and letting your diaphragm flatten when you take in a deep breath. This is amazing for reducing stress. And we know that when we reduce stress, we increase other feel-good hormones. And finally, getting a massage for endorphins is really helpful. Massage therapy has been shown to increase endorphin levels in the body. So book yourself a massage. Have a partner massage or learn self-massage. There is no excuse. You can learn this online yourself. If you don't have a partner to learn with, you can do self-massage. And if you want to treat yourself once in a while, go to a massage therapist and get a full body massage, you will be very glad you did. So let's move on here to our oxytocin, last but not least in any way, shape, or form. There are several healthy ways that you can increase oxytocin in the body. Number one is to get a hug or give a hug, and usually you get both together. Physical touch, such as hugging, can increase oxytocin levels in the body. So you can see why giving birth, nursing a baby, how these things are so helpful in increasing that oxytocin and why it comes naturally. So I'm not sure why they were giving us the oxytocin in the hospital after childbirth, but I think it might have been for people who maybe were they were worried weren't going to be bonding with their baby or doing a a study on that. I was at a teaching hospital, so it could have been that they were doing a study on that. But I did nurse both my babies and that physical touch, I'm telling you, you just feel great. And it's good that you feel great because you're not sleeping. (laughs) Do you see how nature has it all figured out? You have increased oxytocin, but you're not getting any sleep. But it's okay because you just feel great. You're totally in love with the baby and everybody else. The next one is to spend time with loved ones. Spending time with loved ones, including pets, can increase oxytocin levels. So just being with the people that you care about can be important. Have conversations with them if you are not with them physically. And if you have pets, be sure you're petting them. That's that physical touch. The next one for oxytocin is to practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude by reflecting on the things that you are thankful for can increase oxytocin levels. 
Next is performing acts of kindness, volunteering, helping others. It will increase your oxytocin. So will meditation, and like I said earlier, massage. All of this is really helpful for the oxytocin. Obviously, the massage, it's about touch. And meditation, we know, is decreasing our stress level, which is letting our oxytocin levels increase. And our deep breathing and relaxation help us to go a long way with that. There is so much already happening naturally in our body. I hope that you will see that these self-care acts are not just so that we are doing things we think are good for ourselves. This helps us to reduce our stress levels, increase these amazing chemicals that are right there for the taking. But we need to be aware of doing the things that help to increase these. So get out there, you know, celebrate your little wins. Don't wait for the big things in life to celebrate. You can reward yourself and increase your dopamine. Meditate, get sun exposure, walk in nature and let your serotonin increase. Laugh, use essential oils, exercise and increase those endorphins. And don't forget about your love hormone, your oxytocin. Play with your dog, hug a baby, hold hands, give somebody a compliment and increase your oxytocin. I hope this show was helpful for you. You know, I absolutely love being here with you. I think my oxytocin is increasing right now, just spending time with you. And now for today's quote. To be alive at all is to have scars. And that's from John Steinbeck. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.